thanks everybody for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR, Naylor Taliaferro, and today on the phone, I'm joined with Christina Howell of Toro. How are you doing, Christina? Hey, I'm awesome. Doing well. It's winter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, that leads me right into the next thing. So why don't you just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do for Toro and a little bit of your backstory from, you know, what, what you were doing before Toro and how you ended up there, up you know, to what you're doing now. Yeah, sure. So I'm the snow marketing manager here at the Toro company all the way up in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, I know at this time of year is probably not the, the vacation destination that everyone wants to, to come to, but I, I love it up here. It's a, it's a great state, very active. Everyone loves winter. Um, I've been here for about, oh shoot, probably nine years now. Um, love in winter, live in winter. They're also summers are great, but before that, um, I kind of moved around a little bit um, in college and first career and everything. And then, born and raised in upstate New York. So winter and cold and outdoor activities are are deeply rooted in me. Um, but uh, my last five years or so, I've been at the Toro Company um, leading the, the um, in various marketing roles. But the last few years, I've been in the snow business. So driving a lot of change in um, trends that are growing in the snow business, developing new products, tweaking old products, um, uh, going after new customers and, and really kind of delivering those customer benefits that uh, snowblower customers need. Um, prior to Toro, I worked for a company called Thermal King. Um, they develop and um, build transport refrigeration company uh, units that go on the front of semi trucks. So, always been in kind of that manufacturing setting um, uh, OEM that's, you know, selling to a, to a dealer channel or to a uh, math retailer. Um, so I love it. I love marketing. It's I went what I went to college for and excited. I get to um, use those skills every day, uh, building snowblowers. Awesome. Well, so how did you end up, you know, thinking about going to Toro from, from there? Yeah, great question. So I, um, I've always enjoyed kind of, you know, the mechanical and the building and really understanding the engineering and the innovations behind different products um, since even a little kid. Um, but I am a little bit of an extrovert if that doesn't come across. So I knew I couldn't be an engineer. I had to go out and do do something <laughs> a little out of the box. Uh, so I went down this marketing path and um, started with uh, Thermo King or their parent company that was Ingersoll Rand um, and had various marketing roles there. And I learned in that in those in that time that I love to kind of network with customers and channel partners, um, retailers and really understand and solve customer problems. And then moving into Toro, I was able to do it in a residential setting. Um, or a B2C setting where Thermo King was very B2B. Um, great, great organization, loved it, loved working there. Um, but I was ready for a little bit of a new twist and that was um, moving into kind of a, a consumer segment. And so that's what brought me to Toro. Um, and obviously consumers are, uh, their trends are always changing, their wants are always changing, their needs are always changing, as we know uh, very well in the last you know, 12 to 18 months. So it's been awesome to kind of see that more shopping behaviors, um, what they know and love about snowblowers, and then technology as well um, changing in, in these spaces um, from gas to, to battery. Yeah. What Just before we get, get, get any further, what's for those who maybe not, not familiar with the terms, 
B2B and B2C? Is it business to business, business to consumer? Is that yep. what that means? Yeah. What, what, yeah. what does it actually mean? Like, Yeah, great question. So uh, B2B is Toro, a business selling to another business, like a dealer um, or a mass merchant, like your Home Depots, your Ace Hardware is out there. B2C is a business selling to an end customer. Um, so direct through an online platform or through a convention or, or a different service. And actually at Toro, we have a little bit of both networks um, in, in our residential division here uh, in, at Toro. Oh, I gotcha. Awesome. And and so so you are more f- focused on the residential part of it, right? Or you do a little both? Um, I do a little bit of both. So we sell our snowblowers through a dealer network, and then we work with our dealer network to sell them to the end customer. And then we also sell them through Home Depot and they sell it to the end customer. But we also sell direct end customers, right? So we're responsible for all the marketing that's going on with our products. We're responsible for all of the information they know and read and learn about online. Um, so they know what kind of snowblower fits their needs. So they know what kind of snowblower will be big enough or small enough for, for their clearing needs. Um, so I'm responsible for all of that material, and that's kind of my B2C piece um, that I really, really enjoy. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, so that – and obviously, um, it sounds like you're enjoying enjoying your job with Toro. It's, it, it's one of the, the largest companies in the industry, and I just think it's it's fascinating to be able to kind of pick the brains of those who work for such a large company. You know, it's it's a popular company, obviously, because it's so large, and, or it's, it's gotten so large because it's so popular. I, myself, have lots of Toro equipment, and I know a lot of folks um, locally and just through social media that, that have Toro equipment, so it's well-known, and whenever we can kind of get – kind of behind the scenes insight and really, you know, pick the brains of some of the folks that, that work for some of these companies such as Toro. It's, it's always very insightful and valuable. So again, I appreciate you um, taking the time for this episode for, for sure and, and breaking some of this down. Um, so the, the other, the other thing I wanted to go into is what, what do you guys have going on with snow for Toro? I mean, what's, what's going on now? Like what's the latest and greatest and, and what's going on in the future? If you, if you can share anything. Yeah. Awesome. So I mean, we have lots going on in the snow space and it's super exciting. There's a lot of, um, you know, changes that are happening. People's buying behaviors are changing, but also technology continues to improve. Um, so last year, Toro um, launched, or the last couple of years in our snow business, we've launched some new battery SKUs. Um, what I mean by that is we've launched a new single stage battery snowblower and we've launched a new power shovel battery snowblower. Yes, I said power shovel. <laughs> yeah. No more back breaking. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, snowblowers uh, accomplish that same task, but um, the beauty of battery, right? There, there is no cord. It's it's not quite as heavy as you know maybe some of our brothers and sisters on the gas side of the business. But um, we are really excited um, to kind of see how this battery snowblower market um, morphs and changes, and really be on the forefront of that technology as customers continue to get more comfortable with it, and people start to learn a little bit more about it, and really. Uh, realize and, and learn that, you know, you can snowblow on a battery. It's, it's not just for a drill or, you know, a handheld tool. You can do some hard, tough work um, with batteries like, you know, the Toro Flex Forest system that, that we have in our lineup. 
Yeah, the, um, the not to cut you off, but but the yeah. uh, sorry about that. The the power shovel. I actually have the the power shovel, and I mean, I think that's perfect for the smaller walkways, driveways. Like you know, it's like you said, it's lighter and it's still just as powerful. But sometimes you don't really need to drag the old snowblower out for you know a, a smaller snowfall and a smaller area. Area sometimes that's a little overkill, kind of like mowers. You know, some things you use a push mower, some things you can use a big zero turn. But you know, you don't necessarily want to put a big zero turn on something you should be push mowing might be counterproductive and more work and maybe in potential damage. So that having that, that, that power shovel is awesome because it's, it's just super quick and easy and obviously takes up very little room to, you know, put it in your garage or, or wherever. So uh, I can, I can speak about that for sure. Yeah. You're spot on Naylor. That's exactly that, that, uh, what that power shovel solves. And it's uh, kind of where you were headed is it's a perfect supplemental tool for, for homeowners, right? If you've got the, the big two stage in the garage, you get that heavy nor'eastern snow or that Midwest snow and dumps, you know, 10, 12, 14 inches on you, no problem. Obviously you need a little bit bigger of a machine there, but you're also not going to drive that huge two stage up you know, on your nice patio or up on your deck, you still need to get that snow off there. And the power shovel is definitely uh, a solution that is way better than shoveling. I'm probably biased, but I'm not a shoveler. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, why, you know, th- think smarter, you know, and, 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 and uh, yeah. <laughs> instead of working harder. So, you know, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but in addition to our battery platform, you know, we're, there's a lot of new and exciting things coming there, but so also on gas, right? So finding ways to make um, things easier for customers. Not everybody loves snow blowing like I do. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, bundling up and it being cold and going outside and like, not, and it's, you know, here in Minnesota, it's barely zero today. So oh, man. Um, our, our ways of finding, uh, you know, to make it an easier experience, make it a faster experience, to make it um, less of a hassle. Uh, and that's really what Toro is constantly doing. And we um, have done for many, many years, but continue to refine uh, our snow solution, both on gas and battery. Um, and, and this year we launched some new two-stage SKUs carrying um, our heritage forward in our Toro two-stage technologies, right? So we've we've got an anti-clogging system that we've had in our two-stage platform for, for many years. Um, and the reason we have it there is so customers can keep blowing snow. It's cold, it's windy. Nobody wants to be unclogging a snowblower. Um, nobody wants to have a hassle and wrestle the machine at the end of the driveway. This anti-clogging system and the way it's designed in the in the unit itself keeps that snow moving, which is definitely gets our customers back inside with with a, a hot cup of hot chocolate or coffee or whatever yeah. your, your your beverage of choice is. Um, well, and, and then what the other no, the other element oh, sorry. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> and the other um, piece on our two stage platform is is our is our entire system is built um, two times stronger. And it's common for a lot of two stage um, competitive two-stage customers, they maybe have heard the term shear pin. Um, Shear pins are often something that's breaking frequently. Yes, Um, it's like the bane of our existence (laughs) when we have a huge (laughs) snowstorm. We're like, come on. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And who wants to change that in the middle of the cold? It's all frozen and junked up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So the Toro system is not designed with a shear pin. Instead, we have a solid steel bolt in our system. And what that does is it makes our entire system two times stronger. 
So that big chunk of ice, that frozen newspaper, the dog toy that got frozen to the driveway, whatever it is, uh, it, it, when it goes through the, the system, it is not designed to break in that weak point. And, and instead, um, you've got all these extra barriers between our hardened gears, our, our cast iron um, gearbox, our, you know, without the shear pins, instead we have the bolts, you know, you've got a way stronger system that keeps the customer blowing snow. And that's ultimately our goal, get you back inside where it's warm and not outside in the cold, um, hassle-free, right? Yeah, that's that's a good point there. So what, just so, so folks, so listeners can visualize what, you know, normally we'd go through and, and like you said, that so the shear pins are, are a hassle, but at the same time, it's meant to like not do any, you know, m- more damage or irreversible damage to the machines itself or the bearings or whatever. So you, it just kind of breaks and stops and, you know, and, and the, the ice and whatever that just stays there. So what, what would happen now with the Toromore? Does it just, just suck that bad boy up and shoot it right out or, you know, without breaking anything or what, what does that process look like now? Cause I think some, some, folks might be a little concerned like well, okay well what happens yeah. if it doesn't you know stop like and what's going to happen to that newspaper and that yeah. block of ice yep great question so when it comes into the machine it's it's more likely to go out the chute absolutely you hit the nail on the head however if you get into a situation where you're trying to clear through let's say like an ice boulder right things get ugly things that it's free frozen at the end of your driveway you you whatever you want it to be and it comes into your machine First off, you've got that shear, you've got that bolt that's not a shear pin in, in the platform that's going to stay stronger twice as often than any other competitive machine on the on the market. Let's say it gets through that. Now you've got your anti-clogging system that's going to help break that down and and move it away from the chute. So you're not getting into a situation where you clog your machine or you clog your auger, causing your shear pins to break or right. in our system, you know, that bolt that's in there. And then if you really get to a point where you've, you know, found the mega boulder out there and it's just not going to work, right? I yeah. mean, you're, it, this is really hard to get to. And it, but if you get there, what happens ultimately is the engine will actually stall to protect those high dollar components. And, you know, and, and so nothing is breaking. So you can actually back up the machine, move the boulder out of the way, <laughs> nice. and then start the machine back up and you're off often running like nothing happened. That's the beauty of follow-up questions. I think I found that secret sauce right there that I didn't know. And I'm sure a lot of other listeners didn't know that's, that's clutch right there that the engine will just, you got that ultimate fail safe before something does break or damage, you know, a car or a person, you know, like gets, that thing gets launched out the chute or something. If it does make it through like the engine, just like, Nope, Let's just take a time out here, you know, just like a mower, you know, you got the, the controls there. If you, something slips up or you, you let go and it just kind of cuts it all off for safety. So that's good to know because I, I haven't experienced, for, first of all, I guess I haven't gone through anything that crazy <laughs> to have to experience <laughs> that. But it's good to know just in case, like you said, you know, like what is the worst case scenario? And that's good to know that yep. there is that fail safe shutoff system. Awesome. Yeah. And it's really just designing the machine. So it's like that one in a millionth chance that it happens. We've got your back because all these other systems and all these other points within our system are stronger than anything else on the market. 
A hundred percent. And that's why you can count on Toro, right? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I just, I just wanted to take a quick break too, just to say, th- you know, just to thank Toro, um, uh, Andrew and, 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 and the marketing team at Toro for uh, supporting um, some content that I was doing on YouTube for going out and interviewing some of the snow pros uh, like Brian Fullerton and, and uh, Chant Daily Hustle uh, and Brian Ring uh, right out there in Minnesota and checking out their setups and talking to them about snow. And they all have different setups, whether it's a solo operation or a multiple crews with different types of equipment, you know, uh, tractors, skid steers, trucks and plows, snow blowers, obviously Toro, uh, snow blowers and all that. So we can bring that content to everyone that's either wants to kind of go to the next level um, in snow uh, or they are just thinking about getting into it and they want to kind of have some guidance there because that information isn't always readily accessible unless you kind of find a peer or mentor in your area that you kind of can can pick their brain. So that's that was kind of my, my uh, idea for that. So I thank you. Shout out to Toro for that uh, and be on the lookout for those videos coming out soon on my channel at LCR, uh, aka Lawn Care Rookie. There is still plenty more to come as the LCR Media Podcast with Naylor Taliaferro continues in just a moment. Tough. Durable. Compact. Easy to use. The Toro Power Max two-stage snowblower snow-clearing muscle can power through deep snow. It's the perfect combination of heavy-duty and easy-to-use. With a quick-stick chute control, you can adjust the all-steel chute and deflector single-handedly in one smooth motion, making it easy to aim the snow exactly where you want it. And select PowerMax snowblowers offer self-propelled, triggerless steering, making tight turns easier than ever. Toro's exclusive anti-clogging system automatically reroutes excess snow back in the auger, which keeps you moving even in deep, heavy snow. The PowerMax is built to last, winter after winter, with all steel construction in the frame and housing. This machine is so strong, it can plow through wintry conditions that would snap through competitive shear pins. Because the PowerMax has solid steel bolts that are more than two times stronger, and Toro's smart technology keeps you up and running. What else would you expect from America's number one brand in snow? The Toro PowerMax two-stage snowblower. Only from Toro. Count on it. You're listening to the LCR Media Podcast. Back to asking you some more good questions here. What what uh, what's the difference between residential and commercial snow equipment? You know, I mean, I guess they could apply to snow blowers, but you let me know if there's any other applications there. I mean, we know about mowers, and there's obviously difference there, and there's a lot of misconceptions, and a lot of people that don't know what the difference is are like, well, I can get a Toro mower at Home Depot for half the price. You know, if I go to a dealer, why is it so expensive? And if they don't know, they don't know. And there's obviously clear differences. So what about what about snow? How's that? How's that? looking yeah great question um so really the the whole um just platform that toro's you know built on whether it's a lawnmower or snowblower is is really our heritage but especially in snow um toro is has been the number one brand um of contractors in, in snowblowers for for many many years and we've dominated the industry but the reason we've done that is because we've listened to them and we've asked them what they need and how do we make you more efficient in your business and how do we make you know essentially you more money really like that this, these are in entrepreneurs trying to to make a living and in the end um we have we've just created a commercial lineup that totally meets their needs. And and what do I mean by that? 
Um, we've taken it one step further and, and really listened around, you know, use cases. A homeowner is going to go out there and use their, we'll take single stage for an example, um, use their snowblower for, for maybe an hour. They're going to go inside and a couple of weeks they're going to go by and they're going to use their snowblower again. And, and then, you know, a couple of months go by and the winter is over. So they've, they've used their snowblower maybe a handful of times. Well, on the commercial side, uh, you know, either you're out there slinging a snowblower eight hours a day, sometimes even longer, and you're using the machine over and over and over again. So, so we really have invested time and energy uh, of our engineering team into very strategic components, such as the paddles, um, such as the handles, um, elements within our machines that are going to wear a lot um, with long-term use and repeated use and getting the machine in and out of the back of a, a pickup or, or a plow truck. Um, elements like that, we've we've just woven them into the entire lineup from, from the power shovel all the way up to our, our large two-stage commercial models uh, in the two-stage business. So um, we've our biggest um, our biggest seller on the commercial platform is definitely the single stage, and that's because it's super easy to throw in the back of the truck. You can kind of clear that apron, kind of clear the sidewalks, trim the edges with the snow, and you're off to your next house or, or, or your next commercial building. Awesome. Can you uh, di- like distinguish the two between single stage and two stage for those folks that don't even know what you're talking about? They've never got a snowblower in their life. absolutely (laughs) you mean people don't know that no they're not just born with that knowledge (laughs) yeah no you had it's a very valid point i i take a lot of that information for granted when i live and breathe it every day so great question um single stage is uh think about like a one single motion so you're moving along kind of like mowing your lawn but instead you have this paddle design in front of you in front of this housing and it sweeps down Typically, it comes in contact with the driveway, sweeps the snow up and out the chute in one single motion. And that's why it's called a single stage snowblower, where on the other end, you have a two stage and the snow is literally moving through two different stages. So in the front of your machine, you've got the auger that's turning, breaking up the snow, really trying to chew on that ice. And then you've got the impeller, which is turning at a very high speed to push it out of the chute. Um, the, the big difference historically between these two is the amount of snow they can chew. Um, but Toro actually has a two stage engine on a single stage platform. So I, you, I would challenge that, uh, 821 power clear to a tough match in a, in a big storm. Um, and it's actually the machine I use and love, but, um, Typically, your your single stages are great to clear right down to the pavement like they've broomed the driveway, like like it's melted on a, on a decent winter day, where your two-stage model will get you through those, you know, two feet at the end of the driveway where there's that plow pile um, that really people fear. Both machines are capable. The two-stage is going to kind of bust through it with no problem, and the single stage, you might got to work it a little if you've got two feet of snow, but... Um, any other snowfall, 12 inches, 14 inches, no problem. And, and like I said, I use it up here in the frozen tundra of Minnesota. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, those 821s, man, those are like the go-to. I know 
Brian Fullerton in Michigan has them. Chant, you know, Daily Hustle in Jackson, Minnesota, there, kind of the southern part of your state. He has them or just got some recently. Uh, he's always wanted some. And uh, and Brian Ring always has them as well over there in Stillwater, not too far from you guys. So that's, that is the go-to for sure, whether, you know, be us here in central Virginia where we we had a total of nine inches of snowfall on average a year, which is like <laughs> what you get, you know, one time probably, you know, one, one just any given, you know, snowfall or event, you probably get nine inches or more. So, so whether it's that, whether it's the one extreme to the other, the, the 821 definitely seems popular. And also I, I feel like it, the, so the single stage by having kind of less components and, and they're just a little bit more smaller and compact in nature, if I'm not mistaken, that's also allowing them to be lighter. So like you said, you kind of put them up in your pickup truck easier because you don't want to mess with those two stages like that. You're going to hurt something. You need a ramp or, yeah. you know, or a trailer or something like that or, you know, racks to, to get those things up and up and moving for sure. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, those two stages are, are some tough machines and there's definitely some weight weight to come along with that. Um, but you're right. Those single stages are much more nimble, kind of pivot on the corner, pivot on a dime, turn the corners up and down the driveway, around the corner on the sidewalk. But then also because of that and their lightweight features, they're excellent to get in and out of the back of a pickup truck or a plow truck. Absolutely. The other point that I want to make, um, and, you know, maybe you can just kind of weigh in on this is that, you know, that the the residential models, whether it be a mower or, you know, a snowblower, a lot of the newer guys or guys that just don't know any better, or they're just looking to save a buck, you know, they, they, they're very tempted, right, to just go ahead and, and invest in that at, at typically half the price or at least, you know, uh, two-thirds of the price. You know, they may be saving a 100 or several hundred off, and to them, they're thinking, you know, that's that's huge. But, I mean, I've always – can you just weigh in on that? Like, do, do you think that that's, that that's ideal or should should they really just, you know and, – and I know that this kind of might sound salesy, but, you know, really, like, in all honesty, do you think it's just better – I mean, obviously, I think it's better to invest in the commercial, but – Maybe you could just break that down a little bit more like for folks that might be, you know what I mean, like stuck in that in the beginning stages and they just want to get the cheaper things, the homeowner things. And we're over here trying to tell them how that's not that's going to be temporary. It's not meant for the you know, I mean, you, you broke down the differences, but maybe you could just weigh in a little bit more for those contractors that are really have that mindset, if, if I made any sense. Yeah, sure. So, you know, I think it it, it depends a little bit on you know, maybe where they're at in their business, if they're just starting out or if, you know, they've got it under their belt, they've used the machine, they get it. But the one, the, the, the benefit that I see, the biggest benefit I see, especially on our power clear lineup, which is our single stage lineup is our extended life paddles. And those come standard on all commercial models. So sure. If you bought a residential model and you wanted to change it to an extended life paddle, you definitely could. But the whole intent around that is, to save you a little money and time so you don't have to do that and you just step into the machine that you really need. In addition to that, they're reinforced handles, right? So like we said, taking that machine in and out of the truck all day long, you want that reinforced you know, handle and those reinforced components that are throughout the whole machine that's going to keep you up and running because the last thing they want is, is a machine to break and not be able to do their job and do their job effectively. So um, there are definitely ways you could take a residential unit and make it into a commercial unit, but why why waste the time? Just go in and get the equipment that's designed for you, that you need, um, that you know you're going to use, and, and I promise you'll be happy. <laughs> 
A hundred percent. I agree. I just wanted to see, you know, what your thoughts were on that and weigh in. So I, I appreciate that for sure. And again, I yeah, pre- the other thing, go, go ahead. Sorry, Neil. No, the no, other thing I'll ahead. probably mention here is, you know, typically our residential me- um, models have additional features like convenience features that you may, it would be a nice to have, but there are more components on the machine that you don't necessarily need. And what I mean by that is like our quick shoot, uh, um, shoot control system. So there's like a little slider on the top, um, top end of the machine that you can slide up and down and change the direction of your shoot. Sure, you could use it as a contractor, but you probably don't need it because you're moving so fast. It, it doesn't really do much for you. And it's another component that you're beating up as you take it in and out of the back of the truck, right? right. So those are some of those features that you're paying for in the residential side, but you probably don't need. Um, so you might as well pay for the features that you do need, like those extended life paddles and, and those reinforced handles. Very well said. I'm glad I asked that because that's those are some things that you pointed out that I, I, I've never uh, alluded to whenever I try to help people answer those questions from a mowing standpoint or even a snowblower standpoint. So thank you for weighing in on that. So uh, uh, to wrap things up here, I think, you know, we really covered um, snow pretty well. Was there anything else that you want to touch base on that I, I didn't ask about for, for snow removal services for Toro? No, I think you hit the nail on the head. That's awesome. I think we covered kind of top to bottom and and, and all things snowblowers. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, how about you? Are uh, you ready to dive into some of these pod decks and just answer a couple of fun, lighthearted questions? All right. Let's see what you got for me. All right. I'll start you off with a super easy one that I just pulled out. It's, oh, boy. <laughs> uh, who'd play you in a movie? Oh. Um. I'm going to say Drew Barrymore. Nice. She's got a little humor, but she can be serious and she likes to have a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that for sure. See, that was a good one. All right. What, the next one here, it's what would be your best day ever? Oh, so it depends on the year, a time of year, but I would say in the winter, the best day ever for me would be in northern Minnesota, uh, riding my snowmobile while it's snowing with a bunch of a bunch of our friends who also enjoy riding snowmobiles. That's probably <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> wow, you're 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 just a fun time. You love the snow, obviously. So is I that do. is that your favorite time of year? You said it depends on the time of year. So is snow your favorite time of year? Yeah, I I do enjoy winter. I like to get out and snowshoe and and snowmobile. Um, But there's also a time and a place for a little bit of sand between the toes. Oh, oh yeah, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) If it's not winter in Minnesota, then I'm okay being on a beach. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So uh, are, are you, I don't remember if you said this, are you born and raised in Minnesota? No, I'm actually not, but I'm from upstate New York. So very, very similar. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Gotcha. Because, I mean, I know, I guess it's like a love-hate relationship. You know, when you grow up in that snow environment, a snowy, a snowy state, you, you either love it or you hate it, right? And there's no yep. there's no in between. And, and it might evolve over time. You might have, you might love it and then eventually hate it or, or vice versa. I think it doesn't, it only goes one way. But I'm actually from upstate New York, too. So now we're going to go off on a little rabbit hole for a second. Where in upstate New York are you from? Like way upstate, like Buffalo? Like because people get really confused when they're not from New York and you say upstate. They're like, oh, like yeah. Buffalo? 
<laughs> what are you in Canada? Like, no, that's now we're in a different country. <laughs> yep. That's what they say in Minnesota. You're from Northern Minnesota. Oh, like Canada. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, no, I'm actually from, I grew up and, and lived for over half my life uh, in Ithaca, New York. Ithaca. Um, okay. I yeah. went to, I went to college in Utica, New York. Okay. Um, yeah, it was a community college there, but I'm from Albany, New York. So. Oh, okay. My aunt and my grandmother live in Albany. Well, there you go. See, it's always yeah. a small world here on the LCR Media Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll bump into each other one day at some sort of, you know, event or something upstate New York. You never know. That'd be funny. It'd be a small world. Um, Absolutely. So I have one final question here. This one's a good one. Um, if you had to teach a class on one thing, what would you teach? How to sell snowblowers. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. There you go. I mean, you're obviously an expert, man. They, they, Toro found the right person for the job. You're, you're super passionate and knowledgeable about it. And you love snow. So there you go. I don't even have I to do, ask I why. <laughs> Well, that's uh, awesome. I have to. I yeah, have to. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you. I kind of walked right into that one. So, <laughs> well, thank you, Christina. I know um, it's probably been a long week, and I mean, you guys have been getting a lot of snow. We're starting to get some snow here in Virginia. I feel like this is kind of like a late bloomer of a winter and kind of a weird winter. I was talking to Brian. He's like, "Yeah, it's been kind of weird." But they got tons. Of, you guys got tons of snow, but it doesn't seem as regular as normal. Um, so it's just kind of, just, just kind of weird, uh, versus, and like, yeah. and same thing with Michigan, you know, I, I went to some of the snowiest States and they're like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man, we're, we're trying here, <laughs> but the snow is just not really cooperating this year. And I'm like, dang, you know, and we didn't have any snow until recently. So I'm like, geez, we're not even going to get that nine inches, you know, to, uh, at all. Usually we get it in, in one snowfall, you know, and lately we've been yep. getting a couple of, couple inches here and there, just enough to be annoying, you know, and cover everything up and not really have fun in it. So <laughs> But anywho, yeah. I'll I'll let you get going so you can uh, play in some snow. Is it snowing there? Did it snow recently? What's what's going on? Nope. It well, um, we probably got some snow in the northern part of the state uh, last weekend, but it has been really cold, like negatives, high of negatives. Like last Sunday, I woke up, I was north of Grand Marais, which is almost to the top of the the state, um, and it was negative twenty seven. So oh my it gosh! Been, <laughs> it has been a cold couple weeks. Uh, obviously, in Minneapolis, a little bit warmer, but still highs of zeros, highs of negative twos, negative fives. So it's uh it's a little too cold for snow. But I think we're on the on the end of it, and hopefully, some snow will be headed our way here shortly. Yeah, for sure. Well, at least it, it stays around because it's so cold. So that's a thing versus it melts <laughs> yeah. like here, it melts in a couple of days. So it's like, well, that was fun. So, <laughs> well, yeah, we're just a frozen block. Here, yeah, so. exactly. A big old frozen <laughs> block. Try and push the piles back a little bit. And it's just like a big boulder, you know, like, like you're saying. So, <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, thanks again, Christina. It was great talking to you and I appreciate all the value that you, uh, that you gave us here on the LCR Media Podcast. And I wish you all the best to round out this season and lots of fun, fluffy snow with, with not freezing temperatures. I mean, not sub freezing <laughs> or negative temperatures or <laughs> so you can, yeah. uh, you know, so you can, can actually go out in it and have some fun. Exactly. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. It's been a pleasure today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Naylor. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, 
Hey guys, before you head out, if you could do me a quick favor and go on the podcasting app that you're listening to this episode on and click follow or subscribe, it would mean a lot. Thanks. Mr. Producer here, and if you're enjoying Naylor's podcast, I recommend you head on over to his YouTube channel at LCR and see what else he's doing for the community and become a part of the LCR Media Network. Just click join next to the subscribe button and you'll have instant access to exclusive training videos, a private Facebook group to network with other members, and live streams with Naylor. You'll get access to every YouTube video before anybody else does, and you can even schedule Zoom one-on-one video calls with the Lawn Care Rookie and talk about anything you may need help with in your business, like best types of equipment, going part-time to full-time, how to get the best route density, finding your ideal clients, finding employees, or just anything else you need help with. Again, all of this exclusive access is for LCR Media Network members only. Just click join next to the subscribe button on the LCR YouTube channel and be a rookie for life. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.